Welcome to A Man and His Shenhua. Uh, what was that we just heard? 
So that was Dioncio Mayo with the track Dia Jamanche. I uh, heard this track on a mix by a guy called Palm Tracks. He did it at Deck Mental in Brazil of this year. It was just a very good mix for this guy, you know, Chemois. It was just one of those mixes, that first half hour of that mix, it was perfect. It was perfect. What Gem- happened to the second half? Well, the second half, he just got a little bit kind of like, a little bit kind of like too, kind of like 90s housey. And that's not me. But I don't know. At that period of time, I was just liking a lot of the songs that he was playing. Just the songs that he was selecting was just perfect. They were kind of like dancey songs, but they were kind of like African-y. They were kind of like tribally. They were just very subtle re-edits. And that's just literally right up my goddamn street. Mm. I mean, every track was just an incessant one of just again, again, again. More, more, more. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was very happy with it. Okay. Um, can you send me this uh, mix? Because it sounds fucking great. Shenmue, you were the first guy I passed this mix on to, Shenmue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. You were the first guy I passed this goddamn Slipsies. mix on to. Slipsies. Yeah. Yeah. Belligerencies, more mm. like Shenmue. Mm. But yeah, good Something mix. Something Zs. Yeah, something Zs. Mm. I'll pass it on. I'll pass it on again. <clears throat> so uh, what's been going on in your life so far? I went to Margate for the first time the weekend. You, you, you're, you were a Margate virgin? Yeah. To be honest, I, I don't think I've ever been to Margate. It's one of those places where it's good for a day. But if you look at anyone, if you talk to anyone who says, hey, I don't know why anyone would want to go back to London. I'm going to live in Margate. You it's bullshit. Them, you tell them to sort their fucking life out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Well, that's because it's full of people who just go for a day. Yeah. Think it's fantastic. Then they buy a house there, all from the comfort of their own home in London. Exactly. And then get there and they realise, fuck, you know, I've seen the Tate. Mm-mm. What else is there? Sorry, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just a Brexit town. Mm. I mean, all, all Kent is, is just Brexit towns, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But... It was a fun day out, though. It was a fun day out. I mean, when the weather's nice, the beach is lovely. Let's not beat the bush around it. The oh, beach right. will be lovely. Um, I went on an overcast day. I saw a couple of like the little museums there. Saw a couple of little shops. Had some nice fish and chips on the beach as well. It was fantastic. Who'd you go with? I uh, went with a woman I'm currently dating called Sarka. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, good woman. Good woman. How long have you been dating Sarka? I know exactly when Shenhua... Uh, the first time we met was on the 9th of May at 7pm, Shenhua. Wow, this is picture perfect. <laughs> this, isn't it? Mm. Sweating outside of Soho, Shenhua. Sweating outside of Soho. Family. Outside of Soho? What is Soho? A, a club? No, as in like the area. Yeah, it's so. a district of London. Yeah, yeah, You can't be sweating outside of Soho. So They don't kick you out to have a fag. Okay, I was on Brewer Street. I was on Brewer Street, Shenhua. Thank you. Watch out for the worthless few Don't socialize With fancy guys They'll leave you from the start Or soon you're old Too late For beating smart 
Yes, take your time before you cry to grab that shining star. That was uh, Too Soon You're Old by Penny Goodwin. I like that. 
it was quite a nice little song, but at the same time though, I kind of feel that when it comes to songs like that, where it comes to kind of like those kind of like snappy little 60s numbers with women who sing on them, they are ten a penny. Mm. Do you not feel? Mm. It's just so far, it just so happens that uh, inflation at the moment has meant that it didn't cost me a penny, but uh, but yeah, let's carry on. <laughs> uh, so, How much did it cost you, Shania? Uh, I'm not sure. It's probably like three or f- it was probably like five quid or so. At oh, least. that's all right. It was a seven inch, so it's a bit cheaper than usual. Oh, right. right. But okay. still, five pounds for a seven inch. Is that a reissue? Be, it shouldn't be that way. Unfortunately, it is that way, but it shouldn't be that way. Mm. But yeah, we were talking before, we weren't recording, but uh, uh, we've now pressed record, yeah. which is good. Thank you. Um, we were talking before about what musical genres, if any, we weren't so into or we were a bit turned off by. Yeah. I was going to ask you what yours was. Bit of a controversial one, I would say country music. Ah. I mean, by its very essence, whereby... Is it because is it a political thing? I mean, <laughs> look, yeah. There's a degree of politicism about it, but everything is political. Yeah. Everything is political, true, 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 true. I think it's just down to the fact that I, I do kind of like the actual kind of like the dourness and the sorrow of country music. And I do kind of like, you know, that kind of like, you know, that type of element whereby typically when it comes to country songs there is that element of just constant drudgery of life and just the hopelessness. But in the hopelessness, you do find like a little bit of a glimmer of light. So you've now, you've just been bigging up country music inadvertently. Inadvertently, yeah. So but, what, if, no, what have you got to though, say, I say about, I say about it, you don't it like. just purely because of the fact that when it comes to it, I kind of just think, oh God, I kind of just switch off. Purely because of the fact that when I... Th- I just think, you know, this type of kind of like forlornness and this type of like sorrow just resonates more with me when it comes from soul music. Yeah. And, and that's just in the very simple essence of it. Mm. I mean, I feel like I want to play you like a good country tune now. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that in my next segment. I'll, I'll just remember to go to the toilet, Shenmue. That's okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've made me say kind of like country music, death metal. I don't have a great deal of time for death metal. Mm. I find... Ve- I find that very hard, very, very hard to listen to. Mm. I mean, there's no melody into it, really. I think, much like yourself, Shenmue, I just like music with a little bit of soul to it, you know? Yeah. Something which I can kind of just think, yeah, I kind of get what this person's doing here right now, and it works for me. Well, soul is, I guess, such a natural language, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I suppose... When it when it comes down to it, one could argue that maybe maybe you're like a heavy metal guy would kind of just feel that ACDC had soul for them. Mm. I, I don't. Oh, see to be honest, I mean ACDC, you know, some of the early stuff I can kind of get into. That really? I, okay. I yeah, like I mean, you know, some of those riffs were quite soulful. You know, like you know the classic one. You know. <laughs> Like that has some soul to it. So I don't think it's necessarily a case of, oh yeah, ACDC doesn't have soul or anything like that. But I think, I think to be honest, a lot of metalheads would look at ACDC and they'd think that's just like a wish, a whitewashed 
yeah. version of heavy metal. I yeah. mean, I, I think it was more like rock, to be honest. Mm. And rock does have soul because it has its 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 origins in in blues, which yeah. is obviously very soulful. So, like, I'm a big Led Zeppelin fan, but I don't really like heavy metal, so to speak. But anyway, enough about me. I know. I know. <laughs> enough about you, Shedwar. Mm. This is a man in his Shedwar. Did well, you get that? That's true. Okay, more about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so should we have another tune? Yeah, for sure. What you got? This is a song I'm a very big fan mm. of. It's just a nice little fruity number. It, it's an african one. It's a dancey one. I think it's kind of 80s. Okay. I'm just going to have to quickly find it. Though. You're saying all the buzzwords right now. I'm I getting know. excited. I'm pathetically ticking boxes. I mean... You tick those boxes, Daddy.
Do you remember Pandora? No. It was a it was a application back in the day. It was but like before Spotify, way before Spotify, and it was basically like Spotify essentially. It's like free right. music. Yeah. Just like spewing out all kinds of shit. And yeah. I found some great tracks on there. Mm. Basically, you would type in a track that you knew, and then it would give you, you know, recommendations on that track. You know, way right. well before Apple or Spotify or anyone else worked out that people wanted to be recommended music it kind of did it first yeah and i actually was recommended some really good stuff from that i typed in patty smith and i got television right which that's how i discovered television that's quite funny really because it, it kind of just makes me think about how actual people do try and kind of like basically kind of like consume music mm. when you think about do you hear about how soundcloud are pretty much on their ass mm. Which is quite sad news because I quite like the interface and the general vibe of SoundCloud, I think, has been really good. Yeah. So it, it's sad that. It is sad. I mean, but I think what it comes down to it is it's just down to the fact that you could, what, they, what they were doing essentially was what essentially Panda, Pandora was. Mm. Where it was just essentially like a data dump of music and people were kind of just thinking, okay, consume it how you want to do what the fuck you need to do to crack on. Well, dare I say that's why it's so good is because basically it has it hasn't monetized very well because it's been giving away so much value for nothing. You can't have a great service uh, delivering fantastic content for that long without making any money. Yeah, it's, it's such a shame. And also it's a shame because this podcast is hosted <laughs> exactly. by SoundCloud. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, I think um, one of our one of our greatest hits was actual. Uh, I think it was Dodecarating, mm. 189 plays. Wow. And that's still very much on SoundCloud. Wow, wow, wow! Is it? Yeah. It's still there. Yeah, it's still there. Wow. Yeah. Who are those 180 guys? Exactly. All girls. I mean, that was 190. Needless to say, uh, yeah, yeah. two bunch times ago. <laughs> of course. But uh, yeah, it is a shame, really, because I think when it comes to SoundCloud, I don't think they really take an advantage of the fact that. A lot of their stuff is just down to people just liking mixes, mm. mixes and remixes of mm. things. And they never take an advantage of that. And that was part of their problem. Yeah, but how do you take advantage of it? <sighs> Not in a creepy way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, a sea of Mr. Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bottle of vodka. Mm, Five mm, lies. Mm. But um, I think the only way you can really take advantage of it is you have to kind of like dance with the devil and work with labels to basically be, be like, hey, this mix is on here. I guess in the same way that YouTube have taken advantage of it, whereby you basically say, this is an artist by this label, yeah. and you get paid maybe for 
you yeah. know, linking people to your site. Yeah, I think the sad fact of spot of uh, sorry, not Spotify of SoundCloud is just down to the fact that they're too small a com- too small a company, and they've been giving away a lot of stuff for free for too long. Mm. So it's kind of just a case of why would you want the cow if you can get the milk for fucking free? Yeah. here earlier and she was cooking and we nuking some pasta she I must hasten, we must hasten to add yeah yeah uh and we were thinking oh you know cooking for women generally cooking yeah. for our our partners 
it's fraught with all kinds of problems. Um, how have you found it so far? Have you cooked for your for your lady? Yeah, twice. Twice. Two times. Yeah. I mean, the first time went okay, actually, because it was just like a steak situation. And okay, that's always easy. Yeah, it was always easy. I mean, needless to say, though, I mean, I'm a terrible cook when it comes to cooking for other people. I'm, I'm just one of those guys. Uh, I just overanalyze everything and everything, and I start to panic. Mm. I mean, what I need to do is I just need to find, like, a recipe, even though, when, actually, sorry, when I look at a recipe... And it always says, kind of just like, you know, it'll take like 15 to 20 minutes just for it to be prepared. Bullshit. I'm the guy who takes two hours for it to happen. Yeah. And I revel in it. I do enjoy it when I'm actually doing the actual process and I've got nothing to think about. It's actually quite a fun, cathartic little process. It kind of just chills me out. Mm. I do enjoy it. But when it's kind of one of those ones whereby I'm cooking something at seven, Someone's coming at kind of like eight, eight o'clock. I'm just like, shut, shut. Well, the worst is when you've got to try. Flustered. Well, when you've got to try and kind of um, basically try and cook and at the same time entertain. This yeah. is really bad. Yeah. This is a very bad situation. I, I, I recommend that you stay away, stay clear of all situations like this. I mean, I personally think, well, I'm not going to do that, Chamois. But what I was thinking was... Yeah, but you've had to do it. Yeah, I've had to do it. And I get so sweaty just doing it. Well, there you go. So that's what I'm saying is bad. I know, but the thing is, I was kind of just thinking more of than I would just cook topless from now on. Yeah, I mean, that is one way to resolve the issue of sweat. But the the stress issue, the thing that's making you you sweat... Is is still there. Yeah, of course. But do you know what it is, though? What I, is it? I just have a, like a, a complete inability to kind of like read things and just make them register, especially when it comes to recipes. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, are you one of those guys that has to reread pages? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like some of the most basic stuff, really. Mm. I've got my uh, chicken kind of just like burning kind of like to like a crisp. And I'm kind of just thinking, well, I should have uh, chopped this garlic two moments ago, really. And then when I try and kind of like bring it all back, I don't really have kind of like the the mental capacity to kind of just think, okay, turn down the oven or turn it off. Mm. Chop the garlic, prepare the garlic, then hop it in. I'm just there kind of like pontificating, just thinking, shit, Once shit, it's shit. on, it's on. Yeah. Yeah. Once, I mean, it's, once it's going, you can't stop it. It's like a ball rolling down a hill. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, a case in point was uh, I was cooking for our friends Jimmy and Mike, and I cooked like a lovely crab dish, which, what I thought was a lovely crab dish, on, um, on like a random weeknight. And I fucked it up royally, just purely because of the fact that I tried to fudge it. And it's such a simple... What do you mean you tried to fudge it? I tried to fudge it purely because of the fact that I couldn't get half of like the ingredients which I needed to get. So I just thought, okay, I'm going to wing this shit. Mm. So needless to say, like um, I was cooking this, uh, this crab noodle, like uh, pa- this crab noodle pasta thing. So we had like these like rice hair noodles and I got like the worst rice hair noodles going. It was just like these little rice hair noodles which are like no more than a centimeter deep. Mm. And so basically I had to throw all of those in there. And I made the tomato sauce, which it would go through. I didn't have any kind of like chipotle paste, so I used harissa paste. And then kind of like it said capers. I threw some capers in there. They just didn't add to anything. Oh. And then... Sounds like some sort of weird spicy minestrone soup you made. It, it, that's essentially what it was. <laughs> it looked terrible. It tasted terrible. I got kind of like uh, the whole... Even the whole portion size was wrong. 
because mm. I got one dress crab which just wasn't enough. So Merit got the most because like, Merit's my guy. Mm. And like uh, in the end, James got like the second amount and he got like a claw of a crab because I had some meat in it. So I was going to think I'll throw that claw in there. Yeah. He'll be happy with that. And I just got like a little like mound, which mm. I just ate in the corner. Mm. In the end, we just thought, fuck this. And let's just get some chicken wings. Did you get some? Yeah, we got some chicken wings in the end. We had a nice night. Nice. But needless to say, we made hard work. Why wasn't work I invited? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, it's fine. Sorry. Uh, it's a random <clears throat> Tuesday night though, mate. Yeah, for sure. I probably would have said no. It um, was, I mean, to be fair though, I mean, I just don't think I would have, it would have, it would have destroyed me. Mm. It would have destroyed me if you were there. You had <laughs> to see this. Because to be fair, Jimmy and Mike, testament to them, they basically said, okay, yeah, that's fine. Thanks for that. It's nice. Mm. It wasn't up until we actually went out of the place, got the chicken wings, we were basically just saying, what the fuck was that meal? Mm. What the hell were you doing to us?
something that's been on my mind recently yeah is london yeah london's been on my mind i mean you, you you're coming across in uh, your wrangle about how you're trying to kind of like set this up is such a time out way I'm but, really uh, <laughs> but no okay why is london on your mind shenwa i don't know it just feels different does it feel different to you i mean <laughs> If you're going to get political about it... No, no, I'm not trying to get political. I'm just saying... Because I'm very political these days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you all jazzed up on Jezza? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm doing an open university degree as well, Shenron, just in politics. No, fuck off. You're not. I I will not fuck off. Are you really? No, I am not. Okay. But like... um, (laughs) Well, I don't know these days. (laughs) I've not seen you in for so long. It's been a fortnight, Shenron, but it's been a very long fortnight. It really has. It and really also, has. last time I seen you, it wasn't in my best light. I don't know. I thought you were quite charming, actually, you know? I mean, like... Uh, no, no, no. Uh, sorry, I meant you. You were awful. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it was hilarious, actually, because what happened was we actually went to the cinema and we went to see Baby Driver. And uh, one of my uh, little victories of the day was uh, this guy turned up late to go to the cinema and he basically just had to ask for his cinema tickets and he had to say his name was Shenmue Shenois <laughs> to someone in public, and that yeah. made me laugh. Yeah, well, to 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 give it more of a of a backstory, I was late, and you had put the tickets behind the bar, and you'd put them under the name Shenmue Shenois. Yes, and I had to obviously say that. Um, and actually, you know what? I enjoyed it. So fuck you. Yeah, because there's a bit of Shenmue in all of us. And, and and actually, he didn't really bat an eyelid. <laughs> that man was a fucking he, animal, though. He, he was all over the shop. He was prepared for anything, wasn't he? No, man? he was literally. His customer service was absurd. Oh god, yeah. He t- he, he he was so flustered by the fa- he was so happy and yeah. giddy by the fact that he owned a cinema <laughs> that he had no idea yeah. about who to look the eye, who to look into the eye of, exactly, in order to understand where his next. Paying customers coming from. I mean, he couldn't believe his look, really, because like, um, what? You're paying 15 quid just to park your ass in the flipping cinema. So yeah, quid's in there. What is more? Your your typical drinks were like 11, 12 quid anyway. So yeah, yeah he was laughing. Mm. He was absolutely laughing. Yeah. I think I'd be uncontrollable with all the kind of like uh, the actual turn that was I'd be getting if I was like uh, selling things the way that he does. Especially if you did it back on the back of a Kickstarter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, back to this godforsaken city, Shenhua. I mean, that's part of the problem, this godforsaken city. Assholes like that, charging an absolute premium, doing a dog shit service. Mm. I mean, one of the things which really got my goad about that guy was just down to the fact that I think it was like two, three times he actually asked you, are you being served? Are you all right? And, and moment, every single time I said, no, I need to be served. And he we just then turned went away. on to the next person. Yeah. Yeah. But no, London, does, does London feel different to you? I don't know. I would say, yeah, uh, just down to the fact that, especially when it comes to things like the Grenfell Tower, I think I think that's kind of just one of the, that is just a perfect summarization about how politics are and how people get treated in Britain in general, really. Mm. Just down to the fact that these... These people were essentially treated as kind of like, you know, second class citizens, probably because of the fact that they, they're not as rich or they are of a different ethnicity or that basically they're not rich, mm. quite simply. Mm. I mean, it's one of those ones where I think 
but when it when it comes down to it, London has always had a thing whereby there was like a sense of, you know, even though everything is shit, you're in it together. Mm. That sense of kind of like hope is lost a little bit when you take into account the kind of like the closing down of kind of like cultural hot spots, mm. you know, the play, the things which make humans sociable. Because mm. as, as I always say, humans are, un, uh, humans are uncomplicated creatures. Those elements whereby, you know, you can engage with people in different cultures, you can accept things, you can accept different types of things from people. Mm. They're all being closed down, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, just weird shit put, like, sets me off now yeah yeah i was walking home today and like this this like middle class woman with a like a nice leather mulberry bag and like a montclair coat and she was walking which is fine but she was she was walking with a swag like a geezer and it really freaked me out the way she was walking was so she was so unnatural in her walk uh, compared to her, all of the other signs she was giving out. You know, she probably had kids, etc. But she was walking like an absolute geezer down the road. And it freaked me the fuck out. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Why does she feel like she needs to walk this? I mean, I, I'd really have to see this woman's walking style <clears throat> just to kind of like... I, I wish mean, I'd got a video. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> just like a video of a random woman walking yeah. that couldn't have ended well well there's just there's just the way she was walking was it what, i mean was it one of those ones where it's like chest out almost you chest know chest out she's like she had her like her like almost like a football like a west ham football here exactly but she was like some like middle class mum. but please be a bit more specific i mean what exactly do you hate about london right now well no it's not that i hate london i've always loved london I mean, I think uh, we're at an age but where... But I, I just feel like, for the, for the first time, I feel like, you know, as I get older, as I've started to become part of the sea of people investing in my life, I feel like I'm losing touch with, you know, the struggle of London. Even though I'm struggling in my own way, I'm losing touch with the, the, the basic struggle that's accepted by the, by the modern narrative. And and I, I don't know. Maybe what, it's what, owning. What it, maybe well. Maybe it's owning a flat. I kind of feel like I'm becoming part of the problem. I, d- I mean, you're not part of the problem at all. The problem is the people who kind of like. It's it's again. It's just that one percent. That's the problem. We're all at the same time trying to be part of the one percent. We're all trying to get to the 1%. So if we're trying to get to this place, which is so despicable... But do you honestly think that people actually are trying to do that? I don't think they are. Well, I think most people are just much- trying to survive. Well, I accept that most people are trying to survive. Yeah. But I think the people who think that, you know what, they can take a look at like an ugly arc and kind of just think, hey, <clears throat> I'm here in East Ham. But I look at kind of like a, a guy, like an Alan Sugar, and kind of think I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. On a day-to-day level, I don't think that's true yeah yeah because maybe to be honest with you most of the time these people that they don't really have t- like time to kind of like dream and aspire for greater things because their kind of like problems are very much more immediate for them to really focus on anything else outside of their own situation i just want a space where i can like as as the shitty culture of shit music and shit attitude takes over the city I just want to go and create my own little world where 
I can remember all the good stuff. And I guess that involves me taking my vinyl collection into Sussex or some bullshit country vibe like that, setting up a, a tent and being like, hey, let's have a festival. You know, because London doesn't feel like a festival anymore. It used to, but now it doesn't feel like a festival. It feels like just uh, um, a urinal for rich people to piss into. I think, yeah, I, I can I wholeheartedly agree with you. But I think when you look at it, you have to realise the amount of time that you have been in London. And you have to take a bit of a step back and realise that, did you honestly think that London would just be a constant kind of like a festival. It shouldn't be, and nor, and nor would it be. I, th I think when you came here at 18, it was viewed with different eyes. I mean, dare I say, the first time I went to Camden, I was just there like, oh God, what the fuck is this place? Mm. It's fucking amazing. But at the same time though, I think Camden's a perfect example, purely because of the fact that things change and things morph over time. I hold it deep here. But then in that case, then my argument for leaving London is not necessarily uh, sh shut on by what you've just said, because I could <laughs> leave London and I could say, I know my heart's in Hackney. I've left a piece of me in Hackney and I'm moving on. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I mean, Shenwa, I mean, I've just done my mascara. So any talk about you leaving Hackney, I will flip over this table and I will beg you not to leave. Mm. And I would suspend the podcast. I will suspend the podcast while I slowly undress and you cry. Think, you, you, and I beg you profusely not to leave this goddamn city chamber. You'd declare a state. Of <laughs> you'd declare a state of emergency. I would do. Yeah, yeah. I get out my little goma light. Out. Maybe that's what I want. Maybe this is a cry for help. <laughs> Maybe I want you to take me out tonight, I mean, where there's music and people and light. Yeah, I'll happily do that. If you want to do that, yeah. Come on then. Yeah, let's go to Troy Bar. Where should we go? Troy Bar? Yeah. On Hoxton Street? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. I'll give Jimmy a call afterwards. All right. But it'd be nice to, to, to know that in the next podcast, when we next talked, we'd be able to talk about the night that we had tonight. Out after a conversation, a downer about London. Um, yeah, whatever. Let's have another tune. Okay.